This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. To be impacting women and make them feel comfortable when they're nude, when they're alone in the bathroom and they take off all their clothes and they've been struggling with those nasty ingrowns and they've had those cysts or they've had the imbalance and they're, you know, they're, everything is right. Like we can pat ourselves on the back because we helped them get there. We had this idea over seven years ago. Okay. So, so first lesson number one, don't give up. If it's, if it's that thing that keeps like burning and, and every time you think about it, it makes sense. And you know, you're not hitting a dead end with your ability to have ideas for it and thoughts about it. Keep going. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So I actually think I might have a name for us. I'm not going to tell you yet because now that I have a name, I can start branding it and start taking the photos and I feel like go in the direction that I wanted to. And I also want you to know where you're going when you're looking up the podcast. So for now, just keep looking at Black Beans and Rice every Wednesday and you'll see a new episode there. So welcome. Hi, how are we doing? I feel like from what I've been reading in the news on my Instagram feed, there's a breakup every single day these days. And it makes me sad. We all love the drama from watching The Bachelor. We all, you know, appreciate a good amount of drama, which is why this season's kind of pushing that so much with all of the things that are going on and currently on Matt's season. But let's talk about all of the breakups. So we had the biggest breakup, obviously Claire and Dale. Um, I can't say that we didn't all call this from the beginning. It makes me feel a little bit bad for her, even though, you know, she's not everyone's favorites. I just feel bad because she's been trying so hard her her entire, I want to say, reality TV career to find this. She's been engaged more than once before, if we all remember that random engagement that she had during winter games. So this is not her was not her first rodeo, and it ended in a really weird, quick all of a sudden kind of way. I don't know if that was something the producers pushed on her, if that was her idea. I think it was just a suggestion probably by production because of the fact that she was giving no time to any of the other men. So she obviously picked Dale and thought that was going to be her end all be all. I mean, she was talking about having his babies. But if you think about that timeline, it was probably three weeks that they knew each other. And I mean, if they had spoken during quarantine, that's a different story which we all thought that happened. But now that they broke up so quickly, I'm not sure if that's even the case. To me, what happened with Dale, the reason why he agreed to the engagement in the first place is because you get to the end, or for his case, three weeks, (laughs) three weeks into the season, and you have the opportunity to get engaged or the choice. And then you think about it in your head, you're like, okay, how many people are watching this? this is my time on television. Yes, this is my life. But also my life happens after this, where if I don't say yes to Claire and she's showing all of these emotions for me and she's saying how much she loves me and all of those things that she was saying, how much it felt like fate to her and how much she felt like she met her husband. And then if I deny her right now, America's going to hate me. America is going to hate me. Or at least that's probably what he was thinking. So honestly, I think he might have convinced himself knowing those factors and knowing the fact that he was on television, also knowing that usually when you're a couple leaving the franchise or leaving the show, you end up with a bigger following, a lot more uh, fan base and people that support you. So I think that always has a 
draw to it and that's why people want to be the one at the end a lot of the times in the back of their minds whether that's for the engagement or not so I think that Dale had all of those things going through his head and then just obviously decided okay well let's give this a shot we'll see what happens let's get engaged uh well clearly that didn't last and he cheated on her rumor has it and now Dale and Claire are broken up and I've seen things like she's still wearing the ring And clearly it didn't seem like it was a mutual agreement that they were breaking up because originally the message was that they were taking a break and that they needed time alone. But then Dale took to his Instagram and told everyone that he and Claire were no longer a thing. So sounds pretty toxic and it makes me sad for both parties because I'm sure their DMs are filled with all kinds of different thoughts, different opinions. And I just... It's a lot to go through a season, I'm sure, and end up alone at the end of it. I, I can't imagine. So that happened. And if you think about just all of the breakups in general this past year, I just, it's so much. The one that happened right before Clarendale was Peter and Kelly, which made me sad because how many breakups did Peter have last year? Like four, five, like how many? He had so many relationships. He was engaged. He was dating Kelly. He was in love with Madison so much. Oh, and he was engaged to Hannah Ann. I just, who's it going to go to next? I don't know. I don't know if Barb got in the way. I don't know what the deal with that is. Kelly's a smart girl. So hopefully she will be better off in the long run. I just think Peter needs some time to think, to get away from his mother (laughs) and to come up with his own decisions. Cause I think that was the hardest part for him. Cause when I met him, he seems like such a genuine, nice guy. I mean, people really fell for him, but he just does not know how to make a decision to save his life. So I think he needs to work on that. Hopefully he will. And hopefully find someone that's right for him. So yeah. And this week, more women ended up in the Bachelor Mansion. More women. I don't even know everyone's name yet. And now we have five more women that just walked into the house. And with those five women came all these rumors and all of the drama and more mess. So Every season has this. This season is no no difference from all of the Mean Girls stuff. I think Victoria needs to be sent home. My boyfriend and I have every week have been hoping and praying for that. But we also know that she is somewhat making the show for all of her antics. But you guys, I mean, just not the way to behave or to be. And I cannot stand her. Sorry. Yeah, she's got to go. Uh, so yeah. That's my take for the week. So this episode is slightly different from what we're used to, but I told you that this is how I wanted to kind of take things. I wanted to broaden our horizons and I wanted every episode to either make us laugh, have an inspiring person, be someone interesting to learn from or to get ideas from or to see how they did things. And this episode embodies all of that. So these women are they're not bachelor related, but in some weird way, I met them through a bachelor person that I worked with when I was on contract and things like that. So she connected us, told me about this amazing brand and wanted me to sit down with them. So we have the woman behind a intimate skincare brand, Condition Her. It is a black owned, female owned business. The women are Wendy Roseberry and Eugenia Marshall. They are incredible. They are inspiring they had this idea for a skincare brand that involves the downstairs of female bodies. And if you know what I'm talking about, it's the vulva area, something that we all need to really take care of, which we, I don't think most of us consider the fact that you need to also do skincare for down there. So I'll let them talk about that because it's pretty incredible and things that you don't necessarily 
think about, but definitely have a big effect on your life, not only just physically, but romantically, all of the things, and they'll get into that. So there's so much to learn here, so many good takeaways. They are inspiring, like I said, also hilarious. So we have a lot of laughs, a lot of interesting stories to share. And before we jump into the ladies behind Conditioned Her, I wanted to share a discount code that they shared with my audience. So if you wanted to try it out, you could use the code SYDNEY for 20% off at conditioner.com. And that code does not expire. So without further ado, here are the amazing women behind Conditioned Her. Uh, I guess I'll start us off. I am Wendy Roseberry. I guess I would be CEO and co-founder of this awesome brand, Condition Her. One of what will be many of our offerings in the like intimate care space, you know, and that's like anything that touches your body, anything that touches mm. you. So we'll, we plan to get a little, you know, go at all, all sorts of places. But basically what it is, is it's a natural, scientifically formulated um, daily use moisturizing cream for your vulva. Ladies, mm -hmm. my little, we've got our little earrings on today. We do. That little, you know, the vulva is that little external area. Um, yes, anatomy. <laughs> yes, because we, we need a little lesson because we all forgot. We learned like feminine and like female anatomy in like grade school, but we forgot. So the vulva is the external uh, area. Um, labia majora, labia minora, the um, mons, the top part. The vagina, folks, is the internal canal that leads to your cervix. So this product is specifically formulated for your vulva. And why would you need something like that? Because ladies, we need moisture. And a lot mm. of us are doing it with just our regular lotion. We're not even thinking about it. We're just kind of lotioning. And then there's some of us that are like, oh, well, I'm just going to use shea butter in that area, which is not great for that area because it's clogging your pores. So what we did is we worked with a PhD biochemist uh, who formulated this for us to first and foremost make it a health and wellness product. So it is maintaining your precious pH balance. Uh, and that's really important to us as women because lots of things throw us off. Um tight clothes, different medications, birth control, stress, all sorts of things, the, the foods we eat. And so this is kind of like your daily checks and balances to keep that part uh, of your body maintained. And then uh, ingrown hairs, which uh, a lot of folks struggle with for various reasons. And a lot of times it is because of dry skin, that the skin in that area is very thin. And you know when you get those things, you kind of pick at it and pops up so you can pluck it. But that's because your skin is dry and the moisture um, helps. But you also want it to be safe, again, so that it's not throwing your pH off. And then, uh, Eugenia, what did we learn along the way from women that is not on our tube that it does? Yes, it's always the thing that I, I always focus on because it was the biggest thing that we learned during this process is that everything that's natural is not safe to put on your body. Because when we see natural, natural oils, natural different, you know, creams and things like that, that, you know, are made in someone's kitchen or by hand. We always think, oh, it's natural. It's safe. And that's not exactly true. But the yeah, chafing. So oh, sorry. I was trying to cue her to talk about chafing, really. The main oh. thing that we learned. That's oh, what I was okay. trying to so set you up. Let's hear about the chafing. I was trying to tee you up. I'm the, 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 the big thigh founder. Okay. So I'm <laughs> sorry about that. So, so that was my cue to come in with that. We didn't know that it was going to actually stop chafing. Like, you know, because a lot of women, when they run, if they wear scrubs, um, it, just that that rubbing of the thighs can can be a problem. And one of the things that we got from our feedback from our amazing client, you know, customer base is that it actually really works well for chafing. 
Yeah, because that inner thigh gap that everyone was talking about for like a year, that's not right. very real for most yeah. women. So no. I like in the summer, I would always have shorts on and I, I needed your product during the summer because things things rub together and things are moving around. Yeah. But that's so true. You always think of like your skincare routine. Everyone has one. Everyone's talking about it. But like your skin includes your vulva, it includes your entire body. And we don't really it's kind of taboo. We don't really talk about it. So I'm really yeah. happy that you guys are and you're creating this product because obviously you saw a need. Um, but I want to know, like, what inspired you to start Condition Her? Like, how did you get here? Because you guys both work in corporate settings or you work in real real girl jobs right? Um, as well as this company. So, like, how did you get to this point where you're like, I want to start this? Clearly, Eugenia and I, if we are co-founders and we both play very different roles in the company, I it was my idea. So I tend to be the one to talk about it a lot. However, I would mm-hmm. nothing, nowhere. You know, an idea is only as good as the idea until you actually have the uh, pieces, the puzzle pieces in place to to bring it to fruition. And Eugenia is like the other half of the puzzle because she's the finance. She's the like, this is our business plan. This is how we actually make this a business. This is how we register our stuff. I was dating long distance. uh, And um, this particular gentleman, uh, it's so funny telling the story because I wonder how he feels when I tell the story. Yeah, that's me. But anyway. Hopefully he owns it. Right. He knows it's him. Shout out to you. Um, he preferred more hair than I was keeping. Right. And I'm, mm-hmm. I was like a little two finger landing strip girl. And, um, he asked me if I could not wax on the next time I took this trip to see him. Mm. It's like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I prefer a little more hair. And he's like, you know, and I'm like, what, what, what? And so it turns out that just the presence for him as a grown man in his thirties at the time and thirties were a little older now. Um, he preferred the presence of pubic hair for him was like signified maturity and grown. Women. And that was his vibe. And so I was like, okay. But at the same time, my, my good girlfriends, Eugenia wasn't on this trip, but some of our other good girlfriends were also in Chicago. So we did do uh, in town or out of town. We got together for happy hour for girls night. And we're telling the business and I'm telling my girls that, you know, this, this man's preference. And I was like, gosh, I guess I'm going to go back to doing what, um, I did in my teenage days. They're like, what's that? And I was like, oh, you didn't use your hair conditioner and your hair shampoo, like to, to like care for your pubic area. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, on hair wash days, that was getting shampoo and conditioner, swab and Pantene. Um, you know, and so the tables kind of thought it was funny. And then a few confessions started like, yeah, I used to do that. And it was always for the same reason for the perception of softening the pubic hair, which right now for everyone, a lot of women across the world, we, we've, uh, we saw a funny blogger refer to it as the Corona bush. And we just haven't been able to stop calling it what it is. Cause women are dealing with the Corona bush now for the last year, trying to self wax and self care. Mm-hmm. You guys condition her will help you soften that up too. But um, anyway, it started as a joke at the table, a talk about height regimens. And like, we don't ask your girlfriends, like, girl, how do you care for your coochie in the shower? Yeah. Have those conversations. So we came up with some funny names for what this product would be. Um, and uh, I came back the next day and I called Eugenia and I said, I think I have an idea for an intimate skincare brand. Because we started Googling, you know, pubic hair moisturizer. There was nothing. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like, when I called you, how did you feel like, were you on, were you like rocking with me right away? Well, she didn't tell you an important part of that story. She didn't tell you that sh- her name was Shampoo. Shampoo. Okay, wait. We need to tell this story. 
So the name at the table, we we were like, what are we going to call this? Mind you, there was a lot of rosé, a lot of gin and tonics. Like, yeah. It was girls' night, right? Obviously, we had decided at the table that whatever this product I was making was going to be called Shampoosie. Even Shampoosie? It reminds so, me of like ShamWow. <laughs> yeah. It was like the funniest thing. I, I'm surprised we didn't get kicked out of the restaurant, but it was the running joke for the night. Everything was about Shampoosie. And so the next morning I woke up like still laughing about it and it made me go to Google and look up pubic. And, and you know, we weren't really looking to make anything shampoo, but that name was so funny. We just had to use it. So I called Eugenia and told her and then she was like, yeah, okay. I don't know. How did you yeah. feel? And what, <laughs> what flipped your thoughts about it? Well, Wendy is an ide- ideator. So she comes up with these amazing ideas all the time. And then she turns it into marketing. She's built out the whole marketing strategy for the next three years with the idea all in one bang when she calls you, right? So she called me with this and I was like, the sham pussy kind of threw me off. But then a few weeks later, after talking with a friend, she called me with the name. And she said, Gina, the name of the product's going to be Condition Her. And that changed the game for me because I was like, that's exactly what you're trying to create. And it it makes sense. It's not trademarked. We own the dot com. Boom. There it is. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So it's like kind of like an on purpose moment where you were like the name didn't exist. It just made sense. It kind of brought everything together with that name. And I'm struggling with the name as well because before this podcast, I did have a partner as well. And now she's gone. So now I'm like rebranding and figuring out the name and I'm having the hardest time with doing that. But it's like, it just, it's so important and and it, it gives you the essence of what the thing is. So yeah, I can totally see why that would change something for you. And I want to talk about too, both of you guys are obviously in the corporate setting or real big girl jobs, like I said, but you're also mothers and you're working as friends. You have this, probably have to have this incredible balance. So how do you balance doing all those things, and then this startup that you're creating? One of the things that I've been blessed with is for the last few years, I've worked, I've worked for a, a partnership for, with two men that worked together over 20 years and had this amazing partnership. And I used to ask them all the time, you know, um, how did they make it work? Because they've been together longer than one of them has been married. And he was like, you know, Gina, when you have a partner, you have to realize what's important to each of you. And if one feels it's important and it's really not important to you, let it go. He was like, because there's only going to be very, very few times that you're going to actually sit at the table and you're both passionately fighting for something. If you guys can, you know, if you can learn to do that with a partner, you can have a, a great partnership. And I think that Wendy and I are great friends. She's not even my friend. I consider her my sister. Like if I started telling you the connectivity between us, you pass out. Um, wow. <laughs> like with all the birthdays and everything like that, you would just like be like, seriously. So we're, we're actually, you know, more than friends. We're actually I, I say she's the family, that, you know, the berries are the family that I chose. Um, so that that creates a great foundation. However, you know, when you're when you're in a partnership, it also helps to have complementary skills. So just like, you know, Wendy, Wendy has that long model-esque body with that beautiful freeway. I'm the thick um, yes. my thighs. Corona body bears touch. to differ. <laughs> I will, my thighs will never, that my, they will always be friends intimately, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I think that that has also helped us in our journey is that we have very strong skills, but in different lanes. And then we're actually good at everything. Like when I feel like Wendy's good at everything. I feel like I'm good at everything, but I feel I'm great at some things and I feel she's great at some things. And it's just, just so happens we don't intersect in that way. So that's the, that, that's the dope part. And if I may add to, to also on to the, your question, um, Gina, that was great girl. That was great girl. Thanks. Um, it is a lot less balancing and more juggling. 
You know what I mean? We don't, it's, it's really a mix of the two. It's, it's, we learn, you know, we call it, oh, how do you balance? You really don't because something is always going to get more attention than the other and someone's got, something's going to lose out, whether that's with the business or with us being employed entrepreneurs, which we both have been for many years. It's something we've been calling ourselves for a very long time. It's very true. Um, there's a lot of juggling. We get this in the air. We try to get that going. And while that's up there, we're down here with this until we can get that back up in the air. And that's literally, you know, from the, the how we work, working two full-time jobs, uh, you know, during the day, uh, every day of the week to how we uh, deal with our personal lives. Eugenia being in a long distance relationship uh, for this for many years uh, and myself being single here in L.A. But like you said, both having children. My son's 24. And so he he has grown college grad doing his thing. But there's so mommy duties and mommy worries, especially during this pandemic time where you're, you know, constantly checking on the mental health of your family, friends uh, and community. How do you guys as best friends, how do you balance that with your friendship? And, or like you said, juggle that, because is there ever times where you're like, OK, we need to turn off the business part of ourselves and just be friends? Or does it kind of just flow naturally between the both of you? I'd say it flows naturally. We definitely have times where we get on each other's nerves. Probably I get on her nerves more than she gets on my nerves. She snapped on me a few times. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but the one thing that I can say about that is that because we are best friends and because I know Wendy genuinely loves me, even when she gets on my nerves, she's getting on my nerves for a reason. Like mm-hmm. I have dropped the ball and I have to say, you know what? She's screaming at you and she's getting on your nerves, but she's on your nerves for a reason. Because at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't be involved in this if it wasn't something that I believed in as well. It was Wendy's idea and and we created it together. We've been on this journey together from absolutely nothing but some fo- notes in her phone, you know, of research that she's done on a line. We actually have a product in a bottle that's being sold and works. It mm-hmm. actually really works. And like when you when you start getting the feedback from customers around the world telling you that it works and that you know, something that you guys created from nothing actually is impacting people and actually making them feel better about themselves, especially as women, because we're a female founded, you know, business every, you know, our lawyer's a woman, a badass woman. We have just an incredible badass female team and to be impacting our women. publicist. Yeah. To <laughs> be impacting Amanda. women, Amanda. Yeah. So it, to be impacting women and make them feel comfortable when they're nude, when they're mm-hmm. alone in the bathroom and they take off all their clothes and they've been struggling with those nasty ingrowns and they've had those cysts or they've had the imbalance and they're, you know, they're t- everything is right. Like we can pat ourselves on the back because we helped them get there. I love that. I love that you guys are doing this because oftentimes this is one of those things that you learn, like you said, you learn about it in high school or whatever age you are, and then it kind of goes away and then you're expected just to kind of know and figure it out and everyone. And you talk about it when one of the friends brings it up, but it's rare. So you need products like this and people like you to talk about it and to make it less of a scary thing to discuss and know that all of us are going through it. Like I remember a time when I first started going to get waxes and I was like, this is this supposed to look like this? Like, is this supposed to hurt this much? Like, is this supposed to be bumpy? Like, what is right, going on? Red and I just and- gave up. Yeah. So it's, I could have absolutely used your product at that time. So I'm wondering how you guys took it from this, like, idea that you had, Wendy, to the product it was now. Like, what was the steps, what were the steps that you had to take to bring it to this place? Well, we did a lot of, like, we had this idea over seven years ago. Okay. So, mm. so first, lesson number one, don't give up. If it's if it's that thing that keeps like burning and, and every time you think about it, 
it makes sense and you know, you're not hitting a dead end with your ability to have ideas for it and thoughts about it, keep going. Um, and for us, it was to keep going for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, we just didn't know what we were doing. This didn't, we couldn't find anything to mirror or, or match or try to emulate. We had to, you know, figure out. And, you know, like I said, when we first had this idea, we, we were just thinking soften pubic hair, soften pubic hair. It wasn't until we met our biochemist three and a half years later that she was like, no, it's not that. It's health and wellness, balance pH. Yes, I can soften pubic hair was almost like the cosmetic side of it by that time. Mm-hmm. It was balance pH, deal with these ingrowns. She knew that it was going to help with chafing because she was she was already in the process of making barrier creams for the thighs. And so she mm-hmm. was able to put that element into it. We, it's just, we just really did, didn't discuss it. But that was one of the, the, the biggest things that came back. So um, for the first few years, it was really a lot of Googling, a lot of pubic hair conditioner, pubic hair moisturizer, intimate moisturizer. There was nothing from moisture. Everything was for washes and wipes, pads, tampons, whether they were plant-based or organic or cups or whatnot. There was nothing that was really dealing with moisture from the external, from the vulva side, nothing that you were, there was some suppositories, some pills and things you can take, but nothing for like just a regular everyday use cream, right? Um, It's unscented. So you're not going to smell anything. It's not going to throw any of your, you know, natural body scents off. And so you really just are going to want to do exactly what I'm doing. It does. I'm sure you felt it. It is very like emollient. It's very moisturizing. And so it feels like butter. uh, It's really nice, guys. I put the remainders on my little 34 A's and underneath my underarms because I also shave under the arms, you know, and those are just sensitive areas for women's bodies. So but back to the process, a lot of research um, found a lot of forums and groups were mostly we were mostly finding European women who were complaining in these forums. This is kind of Social media, Instagram wasn't what, like, we weren't just really communicating in the in social media in the way that we were about these topics uh, seven, eight years ago. Um, and so, but the forums, the women wanted to know how to soften their pubic hair. That was like the thing. And every response to that was, I don't know if this is safe, but you should talk to your doctor, dot, dot, dot. And the, the, they were, everyone was suggesting to, for them to use their hair conditioner. Mm. Same reason that had led us to wanting to make a product. And what we didn't know by then that that the hair conditioner, you could try it. Was it really working? Probably not. Um, But was it safe? Absolutely not. And Mm -hmm. so we, I had worked in um, retail before. Shout out to Fred Siegel on Melrose. Uh, Ron Robinson's no longer there, but spent a lot of years there. And I was very familiar with prestige beauty brands. And I was very familiar with high end brands that, um, were private labeled, were made in labs by, you know, people that, and I, I knew that term. So I started looking for private labels and we, inter- we went to meet a few in those three and a half, first three and a half years. And it just didn't work for us. So most of them were owned by men. Um, we weren't going to be able to own our formula. It was like way too expensive for us. We were just kind of on pause for a while until um, December, 2015, like two days before new year's, uh, went on vacation with one of our other besties and the first thing we did was drop our bags, throw on our bathing suits and head to the jacuzzi. And we get in and there's this family there, uh, a woman and her her daughter. And we get in and she and I get to talking about, shout out to the Libras, because you know, we talk to everyone, the Libras of the world. And turns out she's a PhD biochemist visiting from Europe. I didn't know what that meant. And she kept saying it and she was like, yeah, I'm making an organic toothpaste. And like the third time I was like, wait, hold up, hold up, like, you making a what? She was like, I'm making an organic toothpaste. She's like, I'm a biochemist. I was like, but what does that mean? I'd never met a biochemist. And she tells me, and the bells and whistles just start going off. And um, I'm like, start whispering, because her daughter's kind of young, and I don't want to be like, girl, I've been trying to make this coochie conditioner for like <laughs> three years. I don't know what I'm doing, sis. What do we do? 
So I tell her and it takes a second. And when she gets it, she gets it and she loses her mind. She's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Yes, I, this is amazing. God showed me your aura when you walked in here. I'm supposed to help you. I don't want anything from you. You're going to own your formula and I'm going to go back to Europe and I'm going to come back and bring you your, your samples. Wow. She did exactly that. Um, four months later, she came back. I met her in Napa with um, her, our samples. And that was over four years ago. It took us all of that time to raise the money um, to get it here. And it was just just a, just a phenomenal, effective product. It was everything that, that we wanted. But the one thing that she stressed to us was, again, this is not about softening the pubic hair. It's the health and wellness. So that formula is amazing. Uh, to keep a woman's pH balanced and in the 3.8 to 4.5 level of acidity that we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she it just, the, the time that it took between having the idea, I believe in 2013 or so, to launching summer of 2019, then became a money issue. Uh, and we bootstrapped this baby with our 401k. And Eugenia can you know, if you we can talk uh, to that. And yeah, that's pretty much how we got it here. You know, as female founders, it's just really hard out here, in the, you know, to raise money and to raise capital, especially for a product like this, because mm-hmm. we thought we could, you know, put together the deck, get the numbers, you know, and we were going to get this money. But what we found is that we were often in, in front of men where we mm-hmm. had to completely educate them before we could even get to the sale. Um, and so I remember going to Wendy one day and I said, Wendy, the only way this product is going to get here, I said, because we need it physically to actually get the real money that we'll need is this is going to have to be funded by us. And as single mothers, you know, I'm a single mother of two and mine are younger than Wendy's. And I was like, and Wendy was like, well, I have this much in my 401k. I said, we can make a loan against that and we'll pay it back. And oftentimes like women are looking for ways to fund their dreams. That's a way. You know, if you've been putting that money away out of your check and you have a dream or a goal and you just can't get the money, you know, that's an option. And so I, I would strongly suggest looking into that if if you feel like this is something that you want to do and you really believe in it. Well, that's a token to just like believing in something, believing in yourselves and not taking no for an answer and finding a way because it's not like this happened overnight. It's not like, oh, I thought of this thing and then the next day I met the biochemist and then it was just a product and now we have all the money. No, it's like you took years to get to this place. So it's incredible. And like you didn't give up on that dream or that need that you knew that you were creating. So it's incredible to hear that story behind it because oftentimes you see these products or these companies and it just seems like, oh, they just like blinked and they were making millions of dollars. You know, what's crazy is that when Wendy called me and she had met the chemist in the, in the jacuzzi, I had never met her, right? So I'm just getting this third party. Wendy calls me. I I met a chemist. You know, first of all, Wendy can meet someone anywhere, anywhere. She She is a people person. She can meet someone and they will be friends for life, okay? So Wendy, you know, when she calls me, she tells me she met somebody like, that's not abnormal. It happens every day. And so when she told me, I go, Wendy, this is like the universe telling us that this is something we really should do. Like, mm-hmm. I remember saying that to her, like, we yeah. got to figure this out. <laughs> we got to figure this out because this is just destiny that someone would put like a top, a top biochemist who specializes in like products for cancer patients. So we know it's going to be safe in a jacuzzi mm-hmm. on New Year's, you know, New Year's weekend. Do you guys have advice for women or people in general wanting to start something? Because I feel like everyone in this space now is wanting to be an entrepreneur, has an idea or things like that. Like, what would you recommend to them just getting started? 
research and community. Those are my first two. And I'm sure Gina has some, but like do your research, do your digging, do you use the Google, use the internet, use the, you know, use the social media and, and see what's out there. Nine times out of 10, you know, someone else has had your idea or a variation of it. So maybe it's okay. They've got the same idea, but this is why mine is different. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that it's different just because they're not you. They ain't you, boo. So do you. And and we had that issue coming into this, like 30 days, literally 30 days after meeting our chemist. Because every month, another thing that I had been doing over those years was about every month to two months, I was Googling to see what came up. And all this time, nothing when Googling pubic hair moisturizers, pubic hair conditioner, came up until 30 days after meeting the chemist. A brand came up. Mm. Fur, they, um, you know, are are noted as first on the market. They are pubic hair oil, uh, and I think they've kind of like switched up the the um, various ways that their product is used. And um, but they were, you know, they were there, and I was like, yo, like wilding out, like all right, it's over, forget it, wrap it up, we're mm. doing this, because that was, you know, you think when someone's if you're not first, oh, you you need this, it's a wrap. yeah. I happened to be reading a book by the time, and I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's by Adam Grant. And um, it, it's, it very much so reminded me of the style of Malcolm Gladwell and The Tipping Point, and they do have a connection, which I found out. That book was very influential on me. But I was at the same time I was reading um, Adam Grant's book called Originals. It's like uh, how nonconformists move the world, something like that. And the whole book is like, you don't have to be first, you know what I mean, to be the best. You just have to be original and better. And then mm-hmm. you don't walk into a store and just see one brand on a shelf. We've never walked into that type of a store unless you're in that store's brand. You know what I mean? Like Gucci store, Louis store, whatever. And immediately flipped it for me. But I don't know if I would have been able to come out of that place if I wasn't reading that book. So, you know, to answer your question again is like, do the research, check around. Um, I, I know you're smart, but probably someone's had this idea too. Look it up. Is there a patent for it already? Can you acquire that patent? What is that? And then find your community. For us, it's been finding the community of other female founders. We have a whole shout out to Francis Tang, founder of Awkward Essentials. Um, our girl, Suzanne Sinatra, founder of Private Packs. Denise Pines, founder of Hot Flash Tea. We've like connected with women. Nikki Chu, founder of nudies, which are disposable underwear, which, you know, her whole focus was on the traveling woman. And we'll get back there after COVID. I'm sure she's totally quite a bit, but like, I want to take disposable panties on my trip. So I don't have to put the dry and crunchies in the, you know, and my my things. But we found a community of women who were in this kind of new emerging taboo talk space um, that we were in. And then we need the money. We need the support. We need the mentorship. So we have done nothing but um, and thanks to Francis and some of these women in this tribe and other women that have come to support and men, we have found these different uh, communities like Eureka, um, all sorts of different um, I fund women, all of these different communities that are for women just like us looking for money, looking for um, guidance, looking for education. Um, and that's important. And then, of course, good old perseverance and like just believing in you. If you don't believe in you. It's going to be very hard. People are kind of buying into you and your personality before they buy your brand. A lot of time mm-hmm. have the opportunity. And that's why I'll just take a quick, quick minute to, um, in good old fashioned clubhouse terminology, give you your flowers, girl, for having this platform and allowing folks like us to come and tell our stories. Because sometimes just seeing the brand, you know, seeing the brand without knowing the story behind it makes a difference. So it does. Girl. 
Of course. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. I want to add one more thing because it's big. Um, because Wendy knocked them all out of the park. I was like, dang, that was Shoot, what I was yeah. going to say. That was good. Was there? Okay. So, but the last one is, do you believe in it? Because there are going to be early mornings and long nights to really get something off the ground. There's going to be no eating lunch. There's going to be, you know, dates missed with your boyfriend. There's going to be events missed with your kids. And it's, it's, it's really going to have to be a, a, a very passionate project for you. Like it's going to have to be something that you really see and you can, you can envision five years from now in order for you to really give what it takes to get it off the ground. That's huge. Cause a lot of times people, they want the results, but they don't want to do the work or it becomes oh, too hard. Yeah. They because there's no reward started. in the beginning. There's no reward yeah. in the beginning. It's not like Wendy and I are making a lot of money because everything we're making, we're putting back into our brand. We're growing this brand. And so right now it's just hard, hard work with no actual return because we're banking on the big return in the end, but you've got to be able to see that. And if you can't see that, then, then you're not going to work as hard. You're not going to do that email blast at 6am with Wendy, get that word right. (laughs) You know, you're just not going to want to do it, you know? So, um, you're not going to want to do on your only day off MLK, do a podcast with a beautiful woman who, who is actually giving our, our, our brand a platform. So, you know, it, it just, it's just being willing to get, give that takes you want, you know, takes the passion for what you're doing. What do you guys see as the future for Condition Her? We've actually, you know, George Floyd um, incident actually created a whole new shift in this pandemic um, because we had all of these amazing ideas and to, to do this, you know, in 2020, because we didn't launch until June of 2019. So we weren't even going for a year when the world was hit with a pandemic. And then on top of that, as black female founders, we were already struggling with letting people see us, two black women that have a product that is for every woman, not just black women, black women, you know? So we had been struggling with that for quite some time. And when, you know, the whole George Floyd, you know, incident occurred, there was this call to action to support black businesses. And we are a black owned business. We are a black female owned business. And it was just this opportunity that would have never come in a whole, you know, world, you know, situation that actually pushed us forward um, because we had been, you know, struggling with that. And so in that, actually, I think it's actually made us more powerful because we've started using our voice, um, you know, in a more broad way. And we've created these conversations um, that we do live on our IG, conversations. And oh, we do them live yes. on our IG because we have to figure out a way to market our product and um, get the, you know, spread the word and educate. And we didn't have anything. We were going to do that in pop-ups, festivals. We were going to be vendor, you know, vendors at all these events and that reaching halt, you know. So, so these, mm-hmm. these conversations actually created an environment for us to not only, sh- you know, share, you know, things about a woman's body, you know, that women can talk about intimately in an intimate space. But it also created a platform for us to share our story as founders and the things that we've learned and that we like to share with other people, as well as our personal professional experiences. Because as you, you know, as we've said through this interview, is that we're employed entrepreneurs. So our day jobs are actually really helpful for, you know, women and you know, just small businesses in general. So we share that information as well. It also 
did what I, I, I said was a bit of advice about what you need to do and getting going is it helped us create community. Right now, today, we are a one SKU, meaning a one product uh, brand. We, we have several more in the pipeline. But right now, today, there's this one cute little tube that was um, designed by a wonderful woman named Kendra Dandy. Shout out to she is at the Bouffants on Instagram. Shout out. Yes. To uh, <laughs> we're blessed to be connected to her to create this this lovely little um logo, but we're just one tube. So we can't get on these lives or uh, Zoom streams and, you know, po- or we can't post the tube every day. So it's mm-hmm. important to provide a, a, pla- a forum for us to have other guests on. So during these conversations throughout, uh, we've had over 26, 27 guests um, on Sundays for about an hour. And we've had realtors, we've had a sex worker. Everyone was like, what is only fans? Like she was, and, but she wasn't just, she's not just a sex worker. She's a sex, a sex worker advocate working with the Me Too movement on the portrayals of sex workers in entertainment and that whole thing. And so it's just a very, um, we've had a very robust and eclectic and diverse group of, um, folks that are coming on to tell their stories and to kind of have conversations that we don't always uh, get to lean into. And men have been tuning in too. Uh, We've had men like D-Nice, producer extraordinaire Will Packer, like so many of our guy friends have popped in and been like, oh, I feel like I came in the wrong door, but it's, I can't leave. Like I need to, I want (laughs) to know. So, Uh, and now we've moved that over to, you know, the, the newest platform Clubhouse. Now we have a club there called Conversations, and we're doing the same thing. We've had we've we've had a, a few rooms on the power of connect connectors and mavens and visionaries, um, the the uh, the importance uh, uh, and the impact of reviews and um, word of mouth, and so having those just kind of very broad eclectic. And we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty and talk directly about her, for her, by her, um, but it's just giving us this this room um, and we're definitely working right now today to put together an opportunity for us to bring some of these other some of the women that I mentioned earlier tonight and their brands bring us all together to kind of share um, together and kind of have these fireside chats type of conversations that's definitely going to be coming up for us in the coming months and throughout um, 2021 as that's just really important I think to offer the opportunity for us to share our journey um, that you never know who's at home with a little hair clip that they've been manipulating for years and it does exactly what they need for that hairstyle. And it's exactly what a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand women across the world have been looking for. Mm-hmm. Know it existed. And she just need that little money to actually go ahead and manufacture that bad boy. So that's what conversations wow. have been doing. Yeah. It's more than just a product. It's a brand. It's like, it's a community. It's all of these things. There's so much behind just the product, which is so incredible when you really break it down. Um, I want to ask too, before we wrap up, it, okay. the whole for getting started for like understanding our bodies, because I feel like it's something that kind of gets ignored, like besides like your period once a month or, you know, things like that, or your regular waxing, like where should we start when, if we are wanting to learn more about like balancing our pH and like noticing when it's off and things like that, like where should we start? Um, that, that brings me right to G. I don't know if your mind went there, but somewhere, but that brings me to the seven step regimen that we tend to share with women that we've kind of developed, uh, along this journey and what we're thinking in terms of a woman's needs. And, you know, we'll say, we're going to keep that area clean. We're going to keep her clean. And I'm not going to judge on what you're using. You know, your gynecologist will say, all you need is warm water. Um, you'll say, I want to use, 
um, the honeypot companies wash. You'll say, I want to use my Dr. Bronner's, whatever your wash is. Do, do you boo in that area? So I'm going to assume that that's happening. Um, and then we're going to say that you should be exfoliating. Um, yes, ladies, we should be exfoliating. Some of you are like, yep, I do that. Some of you are like, oh, what? I, I should be exfoliating. So go ahead and get one of those little gloves. Um, we'll, we'll have one coming um, that we're working on. Uh, that we're excited about, uh, hopefully this year. But um, use a little glove for now. Grab one at the 99 cent store, Target, and circular motions around the top part, you know, of your external area and the areas where you typically uh, get ingrowns and have that issue. Or, you know, if you don't have that issue, then just lightly to keep the dead skin away. So maybe two, three times a week we're doing that. That's step two. Step three is going to be the moisture. And that's where our lovely condition her. This little tube comes in. Um, that's where that you're going to want to use that to keep the moisture. That's step three. Step four is going to be watch what you're naturally eating and putting into your body every day. And there are things that you can buy at the grocery store. I always keep a little list because, you know, memory. I'm, I'm in my 40s. Let me get this memory together. Things like almonds. Almonds are great especially mm. because they contain vitamin uh, B uh, and calcium that prevents vaginitis. Can you? Did you know your almonds were ha helping with that? Um, every woman should kind of know about this and we all kind of avoid it because we think the pineal Pineapple juice is it, but there's really nothing anecdotal that said it's helping the vajayjay. But mm. raw cranberry juices, raw cranberry Ooh. with no sugar added, that is your queen bee. That is your friend. You need to head to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or wherever you can get raw cranberry juice, no sugar added. I think it's like $2.99 at Trader's. Um, that is going to help maintain your pH balance also from internal. It's going to, uh, the acidic property helps relieve symptoms and fight UTIs, urinary tract infections, ladies, and UTI causing bacterias um, and things that lead to other vaginal infections. So it really is the queen bee of the things that you kind of want to keep incorporated into your diet when you're grocery shopping. Um, strawberries. I don't know how many of you knew that strawberries has more vitamin C than oranges. Um, so strawberries are great. Um, they, they keep a healthy vagina. Uh, they help prevent dryness and itching. And um, the vitamin C plays a role in collagen, synthi uh, collagen synthesis. So it's keeping that wop woppy lady. So we're giving you the map. We're giving you the moisturized and pH balanced to maintain the wop. Okay? Mm. We're helping you out. So I think step four, step five, this is always a doozy. Prepare yourself. Go throw out your underwear, ladies. Oh. You guys got some drawers that's been in that drawer for about 10, 50, 11 years. Um, and we should be recycling them. You can do your research. Some people say six months. Some folks say, I say a year. We typically say a year. You know, if they're your faves, when you buy, <clears throat> buy two pairs so that you can easily recycle them. If you are, you know, definitely we're all wanting to maintain the atmosphere and be, you know, environmentally friendly. So buy yourself. Some, you know, biodegradable draws, some, some, something that's, you know, uh, organic cotton, something that makes you feel good about yourself. But the point is, is that our underwear holds bacteria and we should be recycling them. Um, six is really easy. Like, and you, this is in no order of importance. This is just kind of how we put it. But like, don't miss your annual, um, well, woman checks, whether you're going annually by yeah. every two years, like go, get to know my gynecologist. Shout out to Dr. Suzanne Gilbert-Glenz. Hey girl. Hey. Wait, Dr. P my in the boo. house. Dr. <laughs> Dr. P, part of the PD. She's got her life. doctor. Like <laughs> that's my boo. And like, I hit that's her up. Boo. I'll be like, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think I, I might be getting off my pH balance. I've been, ladies, I smell your underwear every day. I didn't mm. throw that in. I'll throw that in with the buy new underwear, but smell them every day. Your body talks to you and let you know what's going on. But that's very true. Don't miss your appointments and be close to your gynecologist. And number seven, 
just educate yourself. Read, Google. There's books like, um, what is it called? Queen V by um, Dr. Jackie, who's on one of the reality shows, I think Real Housewives of Potoma or something like that. Um, there's also another book, The Vagina Bible. There's all sorts of things that you can read that are current that aren't like your your great grandma's book of, you know, your pocketbook, pocketbook chronicles. This is like really recent, up-to-date kind of reads that you can get that have audiobooks. Okay. So that that's our seven-step regimen to kind of keep that keep that going, ladies. Just keep take care of her, ladies. Take care of her because she will hopefully take care of you. I feel like I just went back to school and <laughs> it was everything I needed to learn when I was actually in these classes because I stopped at step one for a while and that was it. So I've, I've missed a lot of steps and I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Mm, yep. You know what I'm and learning? It's a good excuse from- to just go shop for panties. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. yes. You know what I'm learning from my daughters? My daughter's in college is I'm learning that a lot of my education came from my friends in college, like sharing mm-hmm. things like because some of the things that they share, I'm like, she told you to do what? And she was like, yeah, mom, she told me to blah, 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 like this. And boop. I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's also, I mean, even though this is a lot about our women's bodies, it's also important for men to know because either if you're going into a woman's body or if you know someone that's a woman, it's important to keep all these things balanced and... I would love to speak to the men. Fellas, this is not for women, okay? When the listen, when we first started talking about this, men would hear us and they'd be so embarrassed. Like we couldn't say pubic hair, we couldn't say vagina, we couldn't say anything. They'd be so embarrassed and they would hear us talking and the words coming out of our mouths. But they'd be like, okay, so um it's a device. Yeah, is it is it edible? We were like, sir, no, this is not this is not lube. (laughs) This is not lube, sir. This is for I was like, this is for the times, you know, that little partner that you had before you had the next little partner. And she had that little offset, you know, that scent that you were like, I don't know if that's right, but you just chalked it up to pheromones and you talked to your boys about how she just got that smell. Mm. And, and you didn't know that that was a certain smell. So you got your new partner and she didn't have that smell. Yes, sir. The first partner had BV, bacterial vaginosis. That was not pheromone, sir. Her pH balance was off. And guess what? If you, depending on the nature of your relationship, if you were not practicing safe sex with condoms and you were what they call shooting up the club, they call that. Uh, <laughs> sir, your little spunkity spunk spunk, your little swimmers, um, they are highly alkaline. OK, so guess what that's doing to our acidic vaginas, throwing us all off. We, can, mm. You know what I'm saying? We can't even be intimate without y'all getting on our nerves. You don't throw our body off and we trying to have a good time. So we need you to understand that what you're putting in your body and what you're eating and what you're ultimately putting in ours throws us off too. So don't blame, Mm. educate yourself. And uh, we've had several men like, yo, I knew about pH balance because I had dealt with this woman and it was this off, but I really liked her and I wanted to learn. So I read and I, I realized it was probably my semen. And so, you know, all sorts of things. And so men have really started to embrace this product, not to mention y'all are using it. Because mm-hmm. you can't keep your hands off of, it's a cute little tube, but you can't keep your hands off stuff. And you've read the back and you're like, oh, it fights ingrowns. I wonder what it would do for these razor bumps here. So you went on and you smelled it and you realized it was unscented. So you shellacked your girl's product on and you went all like this. And guess what it did? It worked. It mm-hmm. got rid of those razor bumps. And then you put some on your beard. Guess what it did? It softened it. And you started telling us. And then your girl started hitting us up. Um, and so we are have something coming for you men. And some of you men also wanted to soften your little nether yayas. You wanted your manscaping could use some softening and moisturizing. So you put it there and found out it worked. 
And then some of you men run every day. And we got an amazing review from a doctor, an oncologist in San Diego, who let us know that his wife, um, my really dear friend, gave it to him to use for his before he went running. And it cleared up his chafing. And he uses it every day before he goes running uh, and before he has to put on his scrubs that were also irritating him. And so it works. We're going to get you guys a nice little tube that makes you feel a little more solid in yourself for using this little effective cream. But yes. Men, well, we, we want you to know about it also. We want you to know us inside and out uh, as well. Very true. Wow. Yeah, I mean, my boyfriend the other day was saying, I have like, this like zit on my pelvic area. I didn't want to show you. I'm like, it was probably just an ingrown hair. So now I can just give him this. 100%. Yes, you can. Make him- <laughs> I've done yes, it. you can. I've 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, before we go, is there anything else that we should know about Condition Her or anything you want to leave my audience with? Yeah, I, I do. But before I want to ask you a question, because I saw that you were into um, fitness, girl. Um, yes. Any like I'm trying to get these abs back. 40 year old streets like uh, anything I should know, any favorite exercise you have. And I and I would love to know if those if your workout regimen led to your man sliding in your DM. So how do I get these men to slide in my DMs? I know. <laughs> you, oh, you God. Can teach yeah, us. I mean, I feel like my workout has always evolved into like what I enjoy. And if you mm-hmm. enjoy it, you're going to want to do it. Okay. So whether that's like dancing, whether that's bar, whatever the thing is that you like, pole dancing, as long as you enjoy it, you're going to want to do it. I feel like recently I've been trying to do like more restorative things and just kind of letting my body be where it's at, like depending on my time of the month or my energy levels, like not forcing myself to like hit the pavement. And because oftentimes I just end up being like more tired and wanting to eat more, Mm -hmm. whatever that day. So just kind of listening to my body, which it sounds like you're very in touch with your bodies. So just listening to that and kind of feeling like what you need. And I definitely a lot based on like where I am in the, in my cycle. So when I'm like closer to my period or I'm feeling like low energy, I just try to like stretch or go for a long walk or just yoga. But then when I'm having more energy, I'm like, I'm going to run, I'm going to dance, I'm going to do whatever that requires for that day. So okay. that's my best advice. Okay. I'm not going to beat myself up. Things like I mean, you're snatched. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying, but I, you know how you need that mental flip when you're about to go in and go hard and I need a yeah. flip. Um, yeah. But just no, blessed with good genes. Says the, says the non-single non one to the, to the to the very single one. But G, you wanna go ahead and tell them where to find us? Yes, please. Yes, we are available online at conditionher.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on IG, um, at Condition Her, um, on all three platforms. We'll condition her everywhere. Um, and um, we'd love to stay engaged with you. So please follow us on our IG so that you can join our conversation. And if, yep, you if are you're on, on Clubhouse, Clubhouse, please join our club. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here and just spreading the light and all the things that you guys do. So I'm wishing you a lot of luck. Yeah. Same to you. you. Same to you. All right. Bye, friends. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye. friends.